Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Rogue Joe. Of course, I'm the Coach Jared Rogel. We're brought to you, as always, by Swivel Vision Training Goggles and Softball Spirit Magazine. Check them out at www.swivelvision.com and www.softballspirit.us. Lots to get to today. Some big headlines all around the softball community. Have to preview the upcoming ACC tournament and, of course, recap the Seminoles' regular season. This is Seminole Softball Monday here on TCRS. Taking you inside the locker room, into the coaching offices, and onto the field. Lace up the cleats, grab the glove, pick up the bat, and get ready to play. Because it's time for Seminole Softball Monday on the Coach Rogue Show. And now... Here are Jared Rogel and the head coach of FSU Softball, Lonnie Alameda. And you're listening again live to TCR's The Coach Rogel Show. It is Monday. It is Seminole Softball Monday. Really quick, want to throw out some headlines here. Oklahoma freshman Paige Parker ties the NCAA record with her fourth perfect game of the season, striking out 12 of the 15 batters she faced, and uh, only two UVU, Utah University batters, got to three ball counts. Michigan takes its eighth straight B1G title. The Raging Cajun sweep ULM to win the Sun Belt Championship there. Oregon sweeps Cal and one head coaching spot in the SEC is now vacant and barring any crazy happenings in the SEC, there will not be another head coaching vacancy for a very long time. Mike Larrabee resigning from Arkansas and the last note around sports, we're going to go to football for this one. Florida State becomes the first school in the modern NFL draft era to have one player from every offensive position drafted in the NFL draft. And with that, I'm going to bring in right now the head coach of Florida State softball team, Lonnie Alameda. Coach, good to have you here, and it's tournament time. It is tournament time, and we're very excited about it. We are athlete students. Uh, School's over, so the student-athletes, we are now athlete students. So, Coach, really quick, before we get into softball, your thoughts on just the tremendous showing that FSU had at the NFL draft this year? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, Coach Fisher is just uh, amazing in his development of um, such a family atmosphere here, a collegiate program, and then, you know, getting so many guys onto the pro league. It's just it's really, really cool. So, um, you know, I, I just – I don't know. I can't tell you what it's like down here. You know, I know it's a big time athletic area, but we're such a small town. So, Coach, before we get into the ACC tournament, which we'll get into the second part of the show, um, quickly go over for us and everybody listening the past two games that you ended the season with: six-three win over Georgia State and a monstrous fifteen-to-one win in five against North Florida. 
your thoughts. What were you looking for as a coach, particularly heading into these last two games? Uh, well, definitely just, you know, getting a, a little rest, I think, was huge for us. I mean, coming off the of finals and all that kind of stuff is, is big uh, to get some good rest. But, you know, swinging the basket in every morning game, getting, uh, getting us ready for tournament stuff. So situational hitting, all the things that we've been talking about all year, but now it's actually coming to fruition. So it was a good day yesterday, and uh, I got a lot of people in in certain situations and capitalized on a lot of things, so it was really good to see. So, and a big game also, and a big day for Lacey Walter becoming the all-time leader at Florida State with 108 wins. Just your thoughts just on a, a completely dominant career that she's had down there with the Knolls. Yeah, uh, she's, she's worked really hard. She deserves all the accolades that she's uh, achieved, and it's definitely a, a team thing for her. You know, you got to play good defense behind her. She keeps the defense pretty good and, um, you know, really exciting to, to get her name in the record books. So, Again. Coach, what, <laughs> Coach, with that said, though, you know, one of the big things that every pitcher needs is is a great catcher. And, you know, I, I again, talked with somebody about this this past week, and, you know, the one position that – everybody can see the face and more importantly, the eyes and the hand gestures of is the catcher when you're out there mm-hmm. on defense. It's the only position that everybody can see the eyes and the, and the hand gestures of. So just your thoughts on, on the batter on your catcher pitcher battery this year. Yeah, we work really hard on the relationship with the pitchers and catchers. And um, we really capitalize on the word battery and, um, how much, you know, that means of having good energy and, and positive and being very next pitch. And we start that in September. And um, Macy's been outstanding with the pitchers. And, you know, you almost have to be a, a kind of a mind doctor behind the plate because you got to know each pitcher and what makes them pitch in situations. And so it, it's been really cool to see Macy get comfortable with that and, you know, the, the pitcher's comfortable with her. And, you know, the, the key words that they need to say in certain situations to relax them and, and when to make a joke and when not to, you know, those kind of things. So, um, and then this is the time of the year that it really shows up the trust and there, there's big pitches in big situations and the trust and be able to, to throw those pitches, whether it's in the dirt or up out of the zone is, is huge. So catchers don't get a lot of recognition, but I mean, they are the quarterback for the team and um, you know, they, they just do so much with the positive energy they provide and make it not for us. And we want to, I want to say right now, one of the best training catchers one of the, the one of the best people you can send young catchers to to get training coach I know you probably know who I'm going to say it's got to be Jen Schroeder one of one of the absolute best people out there right now to train catchers so coach let's talk about a little bit just about the overall regular season um, obviously you know we said from the very beginning the first goal was to win the regular season title that is checked off so just Give us an overview, you know, your thoughts on the entire regular season. Yeah, well, I think that uh, we've grown up. I think we were under the shadow of the World Series. Now that you and I have talked about that a little bit, is, you know, there's a lot of expectations for people on what the team should achieve with Maddie coming back and Lacey coming back. But we were really young in a lot, a lot of positions, and we need to make sure that uh, we capitalize on a lot of experiences, which is why we played the schedule that we played. And so, you know, even yesterday, just starting to see the thumbprint and uh, the – the comfortableness with the team and kind of, you know, this is the 32nd team that's ever played fast pitch here. And we've got to understand that we're going to be a different team than last year's team. Our goals are still the same, but you know, how we get there might be different. And, you know, just to see them come together and get to know each other and at the expectations of 
doing what you do and what you bring to this team and how good we are is, is huge for us. So we're starting to see that, and 60 games is a lot of games. But, uh, you know, when you get to this time of year, that's when it really starts to come together. And one of the other people that had a, a, a great game extending her hitting streak to uh, 20 games now is is Morgan. Just, you know, your thoughts on, on what she's been able to put on the field for you all this year too. Yeah, I think Morgan Claveman um, has really grown up since February. Uh, she was out with two concussions early on in, in the fall. And so, you know, it really put her back on just the experience of the eight games that the kids get. So, um, in February, she was a little overwhelmed with some of the, the things that uh, were presented to her with some of the games that we played, but she's really gotten better and better and more comfortable in, in her ability to play this game. And she's a smart kid, you know, she's a, a bio major. She's a very smart kid. And so, you know, she's really kicked on to the little uh, little things, the little smarts of the game that's really made her that much better too. Coach, last couple of weeks, we've been able to get a lot of the players that haven't had a, had a lot of chances um, those chances leading into tournament time. I know that's very important for a lot of teams to kind of see where those players are and, and if you can count on those players in big situations. That's one thing that you commented, commented on after yesterday's game. So, again, just kind of talk about those players and, and what you're expecting to see out of them now that it is tournament time. Yeah, you know, I think, honestly, it's going to take the whole team. And we're all going to have to have quality at bats and, and do things together. So, um, you know, of course, you've you got to have consistency in the circle and Jessica, and at least you got to bring that to us. And then we have some spot pitching with Bailey and Karina that's huge for us. Um, uh, you know, I think Jessica Warren has is, is really come into her own, and, you know, we expect her to have quality at bats and, and play third base like a shortstop. You know, Maddie's one of the smarter hitters that's starting to swing the bat better than what she has been lately and so you know she's coming into something pretty good so I think it's it's the entire team and and not trying to do something that they're not capable of doing and and the consistency and the expectation of what they've done over this last season you know and, and really giving us that as we go into postseason it doesn't change now the game's the same so you know we still go out and play a good game of softball regardless if it's single elimination we still have to go play a good game of softball Exactly, exactly. And Coach, you mentioned something a little a little while ago, and, and you mentioned the difference in having to, you know, really know that this is this year's team, last year was last year's team. What is the main, now that you're through the regular season, heading into tournament time, what is the main difference between last year's team and this year's team? Uh, I would say the main difference is experience. Uh, last year's team was built up of a lot of seniors that have been through regionals, super regionals, um, big-time epic games. And this year we were so young, a lot of those kids didn't have the experience. So we really had to capitalize on playing Michigan, playing Kentucky here, going out and playing UCLA, playing Tennessee, and, you know, just really big games and big moments. Florida at their place, Florida at our place, and just really trying to understand that just take a breath and it's still the game of softball. But, you know, when you get in those pressure situations, it's a privilege. And this is what you came here for. And so – Last year, it was, you know, kids that, that led the team. that had three years of that under their belt, and this year it's maybe three months. doesn't mean that we can't have the same outcome. We just got to really capitalize on experience and how important that is and just breathe and do your routine and, and do what you do. Play softball and do what you do. Now, Coach, one thing that I, I talked to Coach Horner about when she was on the show right before you all played Georgia Tech was the whole family aspect of everything. And, you know, I, I go back and I think back to – last December at the NFCA convention when we were down there in Vegas and, and you did what was a great presentation. Um, you know, talk, just run through that pyramid for the fans listening right now that may not know about it and, and 
um, compound on each part of those or each part of that pyramid that you had? Yeah, well, you know, I think that, um, you know, it's fortunate to be able to kind of present a little bit, sneak peek into our program. And, um, I, you know, I think the foundation obviously starts with the, the head coach, you know. I mean, it's, it's very important that you get people around you, support staff wise that are on the same mission as you, and that should be your players too. But, you know, I think that Coach Wilson and Coach Snyder and I, you know, we, we all have the same vision for this program. And so, you know, that radiates down to my sports information person, my athletic trainer. And so, you know, the family starts from the top, and, it starts from all of us working together and understanding that you're day in and day out, you know, I mean, not everyone's going to love each other, you know, like, you know, it's probably going to be, I guess, roses, you know, I mean, you do love each other and mission what you're trying to do, but you're going to have times where it's going to be a struggle. And, but if your mission is to be the best we can be in all areas, then that's going to radiate down to the team. And, you know, we're going to be able to get through some tough times because we have that foundation. So I think that's kind of the, the big thing that we talked about and, you know, just the pyramid that I gave is just like I've got to understand what I'm doing daily, my expectations of me daily, because that's what the kids are going to see and that's what the staff's going to see. So we do have a lot of fun with it, and um, we really make sure that we go out and recruit. We recruit our style of players, kids that are, you know, willing to, to come in here and give everything. We, we work really hard in the community. We work really hard in the classroom, and we work really hard in the ball field. And so we try to embrace a lot of that, and we push them. So when they leave here in four years, they have a complete list of Florida State that they took advantage of, and it's not just softball. They can jump out into the real world, and they're always going to have a family that they can come back to here, and we're going to be there for them, but they're ready and prepared to take on anything that the world gives them. This is TCRS, the Coach Roadshow. It is Seminole Softball Monday. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we are going to break down the upcoming ACC tournament, which will start this Thursday. This is TCRS. The camera's going to go on both people. If you're in those big moments and the winning runs on base and they're throwing it, they hit a base at the outfield and it's the center fielder throwing it to the plate. Either the GOAT's going to be the center fielder who missed the throw or the hero of throwing them out. Hey, Coach Mike Lucie. Coach, welcome to the show. It's always good to have a celebrity in town. Man. Welcome to Lafayette. Welcome to Kansas Dutcher. Glad to hear. Our game is like a boxing match. We, we are like two heavyweight you know, boxers in the ring. You're going to give a blow, but you're going to take one, and you've got to give one back. And you just got to stay on your feet until you can get that knockout punch. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And we're back here on TCRS, the Coach Roadshow. I want to let everybody know we just found something out. If you want to join us tomorrow morning at 11 a.m., we just got this email. Tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, Amy Tudor, the head coach of Western Kentucky University, will be live with us to break down the Conference USA Tournament as well. But right now, it's all about the Florida State Seminoles here on Seminoles Softball Monday. Coach, let's get into it. Um, you know, looking at the bracket and, you know, I think you and I are, are the same when it comes to numbers that anybody can beat anybody on any given day. So numbers don't really matter, but I want to throw them out there for some fans. Uh, some interesting numbers here. Florida State versus the bracket is actually 14-3, and three, which is the same as the away record for the Knowles this year, and Florida State against uh, their side of the bracket this year is 6-2. and two. So, Coach, let's talk about your first game, which will be this Thursday. It'll be game one against number eight Boston College. Uh, you know, what are, what are you looking for? What did you see that you can really take out of that series against Boston College from earlier this year? 
Yeah, well, I'm first going to start saying I'm glad that uh, Miss Coach Tudor is not in our conference because that Kramer kid they have can flat out deal. She's awesome. Mar- and anyway, Miranda Kramer. Yep. Sorry, yep. Coach, for interrupting. For those that don't know, I had a chance to go down there and, and see them play in Bowling Green. Miranda Kramer may be one of the best pitchers in the nation. And you know what is one of the best pitchers in the nation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, she for sure is. And, uh, you know, I, I think she goes out there and she keeps dealing and she gives her chance to, her team a chance to win ball games uh, against some of the best teams in the country. And whoever runs into her in a regional is going to have a tough one because she, she's the real deal. So anyone out there get a chance to see Western Kentucky play, they're going to witness something that's probably got 15, 20 games left in her here. But, you know, even when she gets to the pro league, she's going to be a lot of fun to watch. She was fun to compete against when she was out here. But I know that side note. Um, but, yeah, for us in Boston College, you know, I think Allie Fry's going really well right now. The fact that they took two, three from Virginia Tech tells me that uh, they're putting a lot of things together, and that's huge. But, it's, you know, we kind of go in with the, the motto that uh, the opponents, you know, they're they're faceless. They're, there's no name over there. It's Florida State softball. And we know we got to go in and, and hammer a good uh, strike zone and, and good at-bats against Miss Fry and, and then get after just, just competing, competing, competing. So, Coach, one one thing that that we've talked about before is Virginia Tech and, and how crazy of a place it is to play. And I got to ask you, how glad are you that they are on the other side of the bracket? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that every field brings something a little bit different to it. So, the ball definitely flies in Blacksburg, and um, yeah, they do a great job of, of hosting. So, we're excited. It's going to be a lot of fun to actually go up there and play. So. Um, you know, I think the crazy thing for us is, uh, you know, this year we actually didn't play everybody. So we didn't see Syracuse and we didn't see UNC. And UNC's having a great season and Miss Brown's swinging the bat really well. And so that's going to be kind of interesting to us. And then we started early with Boston College and Notre Dame. So it's been a while. We're both different teams now. And so, you know, that's something else that's new when you come to tournament time is, you know, you've got a lot of new people that you haven't seen at all and then some people that you haven't seen in, in a couple months. And so, um, you know, you take in Blacksburg, the area, and then you take in some teams you haven't seen. So a little excitement when you're going into tournament time. And I want to uh, jump on on that on that note. That is one of the things, though, that is very good for Florida State as far as the tournament goes because as far as your side of the bracket, you have seen everybody. And on the bottom part of the bracket, the only team that you have not seen that is in the ACC tournament this year is North Carolina. Yeah. Um, you know, Virginia Tech obviously played them. Notre Dame played them. Pitt played them. Um, really quick, Coach, let me go through the other matchups. Uh, number four, Louisville will play number five, NC State. Number two, North Carolina will play um, number seven, Virginia Tech. And number three, Notre Dame will play number six, Pitt. So, Coach, back up to your part of the bracket, Louisville and North Carolina State. And I asked Coach Studeman this about the SEC tournament last week, so I'll ask you. Of those two teams, which team would you rather face come Friday, May 8th? Um, well, you know, I don't know. I don't really <laughs> like to talk about those things. I mean, <laughs> NC State with Lyman throwing it good. I think everyone, you know, you're in the tournament. You know, you're bringing something. So, it's any team, any day. So, um, you know, I, th- I think I'm very confident in what we're doing right now as a program. And so, I think for us, we just got to stay focused on us. And whoever we play doesn't matter to me. Like, we got to go out and do what we do. So I don't really like to think about teams too much other than the fact that I think we're on to something pretty good right now here. Okay, so let me ask you Let me ask you this way. Which of those teams do you feel 
from a from a player perspective and and how the teams are doing right now, which of those two teams, Louisville or NC State, do you feel that the Knolls match up better against strategically? Um, probably Louisville. Uh, you know, I, I think NC State's got some kids that are swinging it pretty darn good right now. They put it together, and um, you know, Louisville's got Miss Becker in the circle is throwing pretty well and, and a couple hitters. But uh, you know, I, I said probably Louisville and. We didn't get our third game against them, so, you know, that's kind of something else where we did play three against NC State. So the bottom part, again, uh, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and then uh, Notre Dame against Pitt. If you could project right now inside of a crystal ball, Coach, who do you see coming out of the bottom part of this bracket? I think Notre Dame's playing pretty darn well. So I would have to say Notre Dame is in a pretty good spot. Uh, they got it all going together, pitching, hitting. They're flat out swinging it one through nine. So I think they're playing pretty well right now. You you had to put me in a tough spot there with this next question, didn't you? Yeah, well, you're going to pick Florida State. I know that. Of course I am. Of course I am. No, of course <laughs> you I will. You are on this radio, Carlos, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, though. Be be a fan of the game. That's what's all that matters is, you know, promoting the game. So it's good. So, they're a good ball club. No, they they are, but you know what? I think the Knolls are better at this point, and you know we're looking forward to to a, what will be a very you know we said it last week a very competitive ACC championship. So, Coach, let me ask, let me ha- uh, ask you this: for those people that may be wishing, you know, we have fans that listen all around the country, some that are obviously up there in Blacksburg or near there. Now that everybody knew that we were going to preview the tournament this week, for those fans out there that that may not have been to an ACC tournament, why should they show up for this tournament? Well, I just, this is probably one of our more competitive tournaments, and uh, I'll tell you, Virginia Tech does things right, so it's going to be very exciting on um, the way that they do things, but you're going to do good, get good ball games all the way through, you know, and I think a lot of people maybe counted BC out, but they're really putting some really good things together, so um, definitely competitive softball and, and really trying to, we're really put, starting to put it together in our conference. So you enjoy the game of softball, you're going to enjoy all these games that are going on this weekend. And coach, really quick, want to go to a, another conference. Uh, let's talk some SEC really quick. Um, you know, we, we talked towards the very beginning of the season about which new coach in the SEC would make the biggest impact. Uh, you know, when, when you look at it now, what what are your thoughts as far as, uh, you know, Coach Glasgow going down to Texas A&M and, of course, uh, Mike Smith coming into Ole Miss, being able to get his team into the SEC tournament? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's been outstanding. I, obviously, Clint Myers has done a lot of things there in Auburn, and, you know, they're they're playing a really good ball game um, defense. I don't think they have the, the depth in pitching, but they're competing in the circle, and they're giving their kids a chance to win some games. That's pretty good for them. Um, Ole Miss, you know, this is their first year, and I think a little bit of it is, you know, they got new coaching staff, so they're excited about it. So, you know, I think his challenge is to keep that up over the next couple of years. Uh, Arkansas was in the same boat with Coach Larrabee when he first got in there, too. And, you know, it's, it's a tough conference for them, but I think anyone, you know, softball now is because anyone, you know, you really got to sustain that recruiting and building and, and keep it going. So, but yeah, I would definitely say, you know, Auburn's probably done some things, and I really like what LSU's done. I know they've they've maybe cooled down a little bit, which is good for them. You know, take some losses and figure it out because they're going to be really tough postseason with the pitching and the speed and the defense that they have. And then, of course, one of the one of the big games from the SEC this past weekend, and and I, I got to ask you your thoughts on this: an in-state team, Florida, falling to Mizzou at the very end of the season. 
Mm-hmm. Your your thoughts on on a team that has been that hot throughout the season to fall to Mizzou, and I and I'm gonna kind of go off of what you said with the LSU answer there. Does it kind of help a team to take a loss like that right before you get into tournament time? Yeah, well, you know, I wouldn't count Missouri out. They got some legit pitching and they got some very good speed. So, you know, Missouri's a, a quality opponent. And uh, if anyone looks back at Florida's record last year and kind of where they were and what they were picked to do and then what they did at the end of the season, you can always say that, that losses can help you, you know, get hot and, and do things. But Florida hasn't been the team. They may be the same thing. They haven't been the dominating team this year that they were last year. I mean, they've gone eight, nine innings with some mid-majors and they're, they're pulling out some wins. But I think the big thing for them is, they compete all seven innings and they have a win. And um, so, you know, I, I don't know, like, I mean, that, that conference is preparing you for the battles of postseason. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I think Missouri's a quality, quality team and they got some pitchers that can really put some good innings together. They do. And I mean, offensively, you know, I, again, I had a chance to see them play. I mean, Kelsey Roth, um, Randazzo, they have a, they have a very, very, good offensive team as well. Uh, really quick, want to remind everybody what the game times are for the ACC tournament. Uh, Florida State game one will be 11 a.m. Thursday, May 7th, this Thursday, and that will be against Boston College. Um, round two, which would be uh, game five, um, would be Friday, May 8th at 1 p.m., and then Saturday, May 9th, the ACC championship will be at 1 p.m. on ESPN. Coach, before we end the show today, any uh, any final thoughts going into the ACC tournament? Yeah, no, just really excited that uh, it's postseason time. This is what every student athlete, you know, gets after is this opportunity right now. So after the ACC tournament, the selection show, I mean, there's a lot of kids that have put a lot of time into wanting to be in the top 64 and if at any time in, in my coaching career is at anybody's game, you know, it is definitely the time, the way the runs are being scored and, you know, just uh, some mid-majors really making some runs and some conferences, people, you know, count people out. There's some quality teams out there like Ms. Kramer that, you know, you want to go out and see. So anyone that's a fan of this game, tune in, watch TV, watch some games. It's pretty outstanding right now. And, Coach, I'll end the show by saying this. Save me a T-shirt after Saturday night. Sounds good. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right. This has been TCRS the Coach Roadshow. We will catch everybody here next Monday to basically wrap up the ACC tournament and look forward to regionals. This has been TCRS the Coach Roadshow here on Seminole Softball Monday. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Join me as I will talk with head coach Amy Tudor from Western Kentucky University of Preview, the Conference USA Tournament. This has been TCRS, the Coach Reb Show.